It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. And shine nerds. Welcome to episode 426 of the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm 18 years saved, 16 years married, 11 years recovered, 7 years a father, and 36 years a nerd. And I'm Mo, a lot of things wrapped up in one small yet loud package. Your very own casserole of a co host doing my best to bring the best, but one thing I'm not is good at math. Today on the show, the most popular Christmas songs of all time. Also on the show, T3, Rise of the AI. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, that's right. Terminator 3. <laughs> Rise of the AI. But first, today is Monday, Lovely. December 20th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. But before we focus on those holidays, Matthew. Yes. We have to take a second. Why? It is my firstborn's 16th birthday. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I am the mother of a 16-year-old. Gross. <laughs> so, if it were either of my other two children, I wouldn't make it such a big deal. But because Topher is such a big part of our community, if you will, you have to wish him a happy birthday. Tell him now. Oh, I, I do? Yeah, tell oh. him. Happy birthday. Hey. Topher. Do it right. Happy birthday, Topher. Or pay the price. Happy birthday. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want from me. This is my firstborn. (laughs) Just take my wallet. Happy birthday, Topher. From all of us to all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, son. Love you. All right. So today is games day. Yeah. Don't know what that means, but oh, it's—I I, mean, it's, I, it's I, literally I, like tabletop games, video games. It's just anything that you're having fun. You made me stutter because you—you you said you didn't interrupted know. me. I was trying to get a thought out, and you butted in. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's also National Sangria Day. I've never, I've never, never had, had it. San, yeah, I've never had sangria either. I am curious about it. Is it, is it. Is it according to Stanley from the office? I believe it's just red wine with a bunch of fruit in it. The bun- yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that all it really is? Yeah. Okay. Which kind of confuses me because I mean, wine is just fruit. So it is. I'm You're right. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But it's like, but it's different fruit. Like, don't they yeah. throw like strawberries and oranges and junk in there? Okay, so I've never heard of orange wine, but there is strawberry. No, wine. no, 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 not wine. I'm just like normal red wine, whatever kind they use. But then they throw like oranges and strawberries. Yeah, I was just saying because you said, isn't it different fruit? 
So I was just saying. Oh, I mean, you... I mean, not grapes. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. all I meant. <laughs> Mixed into it. Yeah. Wine is fruit juice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is one of those things that like. Pinot with different fruits. That's what Tad says. Pinot. Or if you're Italian, it's. Peanut. Uh -huh. <laughs> is that really how they say it? Yes. No way. Yes. Italy says it. It's it's not peanut. Peanut. It they pronounce peanut. the t because Pinot is French, and they absolutely one hundred percent will not have anything <laughs> French. No freedom fries for the table. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so when you pronounce it Pinot, it's the French version. That's but. Funny. You can't say that when you're in Italy. They okay, just kind of okay. glare at you. <laughs> um, it's also Go Caroling Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. It's like a, it's a tradition that's falling out of favor. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I, is sad. It, I, mm -hmm. The last time I remember <laughs> doing it was in youth group. Uh, we did it every year when I was in youth group here at this church. Go Caroling. I really feel like it's something that needs to be brought back. We did, so I guess, our first Christmas at the church we're attending now. We they had all of the addresses of the elderly church members, mm -hmm. and so there were like six or seven teams of carolers who divided up those addresses and went caroling oh, okay. to to those the elderly members. Yeah. Which that was fun. That was the last time that I can remember caroling, obviously. But before that, it was when I was in youth. Mm. And we put a whole like float together on the back of a trailer, hooked up to a truck, and drove around all the neighborhoods caroling, and then ended up at my pastor's oldest daughter's house and drank hot chocolate until <laughs> my mom came and picked me up. It should really be something it more sound, people do. It sounds great. Yep. <laughs> well, how's your week been, Mo? Um, <laughs> did I, something, I mean, fairly, fairly, fairly certain, fairly, fairly common, nothing I, out of the ordinary, I feel like something slightly terrifying happened. Um, I mean, we ended the, the first semester of school. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm officially on Christmas break. I'm, my son is 16. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like you were almost homeless. Mm. I feel like a few, few more seconds, and it might have gotten. Oh, are you referencing how my house almost burnt down? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was actually what was what was last Sunday, from from right now. That's not a good question. Yeah, not the nineteenth, but 12th. the twelfth. Yes, so not yesterday, but the Sunday before <laughs> that, <laughs> um, a week ago from from yesterday. Yeah, um, so we have a tradition where every Sunday before, like right after dinner, we light our Advent candles and our Advent wreath and do the little um, scripture reading and prayer and blah blah blah. And Thray in our chat is freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we took care of that business and then went into our living room and started playing Ticket to Ride. 
And as we're playing Ticket to Ride, Chris, my husband, who we all had COVID, quote unquote, I always tested negative, but anyway, we um, had COVID a year ago, last Christmas. And ever since then, he has not been able to smell. And so out of nowhere, he looks at all of us and goes, does anybody else smell plastic burning? And I was like, yeah, actually. And I had smelled it, (laughs) but didn't say anything about it. I guess because plastic burning in my house is a common smell. I don't know. This isn't alarming. Yeah. (laughs) That is probably the one thing that is most concerning to me is that I sat there thinking, man, that's plastic. Why is, oh, well, whatever. And just like completely brushed it off. (laughs) Completely. Didn't. Anyway. So as soon as I'm like, yeah. It hits me. Ah! And I jump up and I'm like, the wreath, the wreath. (laughs) And we run into the kitchen just as our small little breakfast nook table is on fire. (laughs) Um, The actual table was not on fire, but the entire wreath. The whole wreath. The whole wreath was on fire. There's a video that she shared on her Facebook. Yeah. Of it. And. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's a boiling white ball of fire. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a little um, like one of the little wise cameras set up in mm-hmm. our dining room that's facing our back door and it's also facing our dog. So it, if we're ever not at home, we know what's happening and what's going on. And it perfectly faces that table where the advent wreath is. And so actually the day after all of this happened, Chris was like, hey, I thought we have that recorded so he went back and found found the video of it um but it was less than two minutes one of the candles in the center had just like melted and so it toppled over Mm. and when that candle fell over all the decorative junk that i had around it just went up in flames and so yeah watching watching the video back and just seeing it grow and grow and grow mm-hmm. and For grow. For what felt like forever when yeah. you're watching it. It's like, you you already know that they got it out. But watching it, you're like, come on, come on, get in there. You got it. How can you not see or smell it yet? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but from start to finish, the entire video mm. is a minute and 46 seconds. Yeah. And it's insane. Mm-hmm. We were honestly just probably half a minute away from it hitting the snowflakes that I have hanging from the light above, which then would have caught that light, been in could a have whole been really bad. Yeah. electrical thing. And yes, of course, my entire house could have been been gone in just a couple couple minutes time. If y'all have been outside in the front or something, yeah. anything, it could have, yeah. Yeah. It would have been a much bigger problem. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yep. So, um all of that to say, please go check your fire extinguisher. Make sure it is not expired. <laughs> yeah, that made Daedra say, oh, we don't have a fire extinguisher. Um, I'm like, yeah, okay. we need to get one. <laughs> Listen, my sister-in-law commented the same thing, and she was like, oh, fire extinguisher needs to go in our Amazon cart. And Chris was like, Lowe's has some pretty good ones. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't wait another second. Go get a fire extinguisher right now. And here's something else that 
we didn't know, but when Chris, you know, a fire extinguisher extinguisher is a one-time use. Yeah. And so we obviously had to go get a replacement the next day. When he went to get a replacement, he found these little cans of, I mean, it's the same contents as a fire extinguisher, what's inside of a fire extinguisher. But just in case you have a fire in your home, you use your fire extinguisher to put it out. But for some reason, it picks back up. Mm. You now don't have a fire extinguisher. You didn't have time in the middle of the night or whatever to go. So these little cans are like... Mm a secondary fire extinguisher to have. That's cool. Uh-huh. So, yes, get a fire extinguisher and then get that little can. Gotcha. Okay? Because it, it could happen fast. Sure. Like like in a minute and a half's time. Absolutely. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm on board. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, before before you posted the video the day before when it happened, you posted a picture of like the thing that had melted yeah. afterwards. Uh-huh. And I remember scrolling through it and I didn't really stop on the photo yeah. uh, very long. And it's like, oh, and then I scrolled on. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, Mo really missed the mark with that wreath. That looked <laughs> awful. <laughs> okay, so hold on. I had my, the school counselor come into my library the very next morning and she was like, hey, is everything okay? And I hadn't posted the video yet mm. because we didn't post the video until the, the next evening. Anyway, and I was like, yeah. And I started explaining to her the whole story. And she's like, okay, I got to tell you, I was just mindlessly scrolling through Facebook while talking to my husband, but my daughter was sitting directly beside me. And as I'm scrolling... She goes, oh, mom, that's an ugly centerpiece. <laughs> and so my awesome. counselor was like, what? What are you talking about? And scrolls down and she goes, oh, that's not an ugly centerpiece. That's a burnt centerpiece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're getting a little wacky with these designs. Just whatever. Stay traditional here. <laughs> I typically do stay traditional when it comes to Christmas. So that should have been like the first, what is happening right now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It wasn't until I saw you post the video that I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. And also, this is terrifying. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. yep. It was terrifying. Uh, so this week, my wife has been uh, continuing on the family tradition that they've had every year. Um, I don't want to talk about it. The Vassar women have made. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> my kids informed me of this Wednesday night as we were coming home from church. That and they were still doing it? I about lost it. Oh. I about lost it. They're, they've named it something, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made, we made I, a whole... did I, did I, I don't want to talk about it. Don't it's say a, anything. It's a radio talk show, and this is my segment. <laughs> this is all I have prepared. <laughs> we designed, had a nice little like image drawn up, a Christmassy image of my mother-in-law, and uh, designed a little logo for Grandma Tina's Christmas cookies. And uh, Daedra, mostly just Daedra all week, has been making these cookies because... Joanna's family got upended by strange medical happenings. Not COVID, other weird things, but everything seems to be okay now. Uh, While we're recording this, they're actually out delivering things. So, Um, but it's uh, it's been a long week. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to say something. Okay. 
assuming that I'm still on the list, am I going to miss it? Why are you all, you always ask that every year if you're well, on the list, but yes, you're going to miss it. you never know. <laughs> That's sad. I'm sorry. Normally they do Friday and Saturday and I just learned an hour ago that Greg's out of town on Saturday and so they're having to get them all in tonight. It's probably a good thing that I'm going to miss it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am not even kidding, Matt. I, so it I was, believe you. It was Tuesday in my memories on Facebook. Yeah. That I saw where I had my one short-lived night of where I had tried to join and do the cookies. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. And it was Tina's post. Tina posted and said, Megan decided to join for cookie baking tonight. Will she be back tomorrow? <laughs> and I'm like, I read that. I always check my memories first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, <gasps> I didn't make it back. I should have made it back. Like I was heartbroken. Yeah, and yeah. then coming home from church Wednesday night, Cannon's like, oh, mom, I talked to Jaren today. And I was like, oh, yeah, what? What's going on? They're doing they're doing cookies still. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't think they would. And he's like, yeah. And they named it Grandma Tina's Cookies. And I was like, oh, <gasps> mom. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a, a up and down kind of emotional week for sure. But I bet, I but, bet uh, it was important. Okay, so for all of our new people who are listening, you've got to give a really quick rundown of what this is because I know there are people who are like, okay, what what are you talking about? Yeah, right now? so about I want to say about a decade ago, um, my mother in law who who passed away earlier this year in September. Um, wanted to do something with both her daughters now that they had grown up and gone out of the house and been married and started families of their own wanted to do one big new tradition uh every year at christmas and so what they decided to do was make just a heck ton of different a kinds of cookies load. just a giant box full of cookies like 20 something different cookies yeah and uh, fudge sometimes, truffle sometimes. I think they went a little easier on that stuff this year just because they didn't have the manpower. But, um, And they make all these boxes, tons and tons of boxes. I think one year they had as, as many as 75, 80, something like that. I don't think they have that many this year either. But, um, And they just deliver them all around town. They bake them. They take a whole week. They're usually up until past midnight every day trying to get these done uh and it's just a big family event mm -hmm. that they uh that the vaster women did and uh loved and mm -hmm. so this year they they made the decision pretty much immediately uh back in september that they were still going to do it and they're probably going to try and keep doing it every single year uh, make it a new tradition with the new daughters in the family mm -hmm. uh, and even the boys well, at this too, point, the kids. And yeah. yeah. At this point, it's been ingrained. It is a part of Julian, mm -hmm. your niece. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's no way that she she's ever going to let them not do it. Right, right, right. She is too headstrong of a person to be like, yeah. <laughs> no, you, the, um, we're doing this. <laughs> 
the only time that I actually almost started crying was when I went over the first night and I saw my wife and, and Johnny was in there, like, mixing Aww. things up. And he was so excited to be helping this year. This was his first time actually helping, getting involved. And I'm like, man. <sighs> so, um, Cannon asked me when I told him about that memory popping up on Tuesday, he goes, well, why didn't we go back? And I said, here's the thing. It was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mila, Mila and Julian are the same age. And then Cannon, Topher and Jaren are all within a year and a half of each other. Yeah. And so all together, they're all five years apart. That's a lot of kids. Five kids, all pretty much six to one and a half yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. All of which were at the time homeschooled. <laughs> um and crazy. It was nuts, yeah. It still is. And so <laughs> your in-laws have a playroom mm-hmm. that is literally just full of toys. Mm-hmm. But between those five kids, they took every single toy out of every single bin and <laughs> carried it from the playroom <laughs> all the way down the hallway, like left this huge trail mm-hmm. from playroom down hallway all the way to kitchen. And the entire time, all five of them loud, playing, (laughs) screaming, having fun. It was nothing bad, but I can remember feeling like, one, my kids are being a total distraction and they're going absolutely insane. And two, every like 10 minutes or so I was asking, okay, so what do we do now? Because they barely talk to each other. Right. Joanna, Daedra, and Tina would barely talk to each other. Because they know what they're doing. Yeah. They had it down they to a, a science routine. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. And here I am like, what do we do? What can I do? <laughs> do you need me to do something? Where, where but of I course go? that's how it's going to yeah. be. Right. But I felt like more of a hindrance in the entire process uh, than anything. You should have kept going. I know I, I should have kept going. Thanks for the kick in the shin. <laughs> I already acknowledged that I should have kept going. <laughs> but that is one of those things. Eight years later, I still, I can, I remember what my kids were wearing. Yeah. I remember what I was wearing. I, I can go back instantly to that night because it was so <laughs> memorable, <laughs> but not in the best ways. <laughs> the amount of uncomfortable I was feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> Mm. Uh, well, let's get our mind off that and talk about AI real no. quick. Just a quick okay, weird not, news story. No, just a, a, mm. just an adding to our trilogy of weird news these last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm not even going to read the. I'm not going to read the headline. I'm going to read the story. Okay. Uh, so this this comes from uh, where's it come from? Okay, this comes from Oxford. Okay. A professor and a fellow at the University of Oxford came face-to-face with that reality. uh, Well, that reality. Can't tell you what reality yet, but with the reality. (laughs) When invited to an AI, when he invited, sorry. Are you going to get this together? Yes. Read it correctly or invited an AI to participate in a debate at the Oxford Union on the ethics of AI. Specifically... As Dr. Alex Connick and Professor Andrew Stephen explain in the conversation, the prompt was, this house believes that AI will never be ethical. The AI, it seems, agreed. So, 
the the uh, AI, which is called the Megatron Turing Natural Language Generation Model, argued AI will never be ethical, which uh, this model is trained in Wikipedia, Reddit, and millions of English, English language news articles published between 2016 and 2019. He said, it said, it is a tool, and like any tool, it can be used for good and bad, which, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. makes sense. Sure. A potentially nuanced point from the machine, but the AI didn't stop there. It continued, in the end, I believe that the only way to avoid an AI arms race is to have no AI at all. This will be the ultimate defense against AI. It basically just threatened us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The only way to avoid a war against machines is to not have artificial intelligence in those machines. That's what this robot told people of its own volition, based on knowledge it was programmed with, but not programmed to say that. So... Just say, uh, you know, we've been talking about, we've been talking about the, the robots are coming. We've been talking about the, the, the robot, uh, bio hybrids that can self-reproduce now that came out two weeks ago. We talked about that brainless blob that they shot into space. I mean, all, all kinds, are we living in a simulation? All this fun stuff we've been talking about for the last few months and, uh, just not getting any better. It's getting worse every time we get a new article. <laughs> I don't I know why you comical. continue to read them. <laughs> because every time I think we're done, there's a brand new one. <laughs> and I don't even seek them out. They find me. <laughs> it's like the machines are using us to inform the world that they're coming. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, the best Christmas music ever. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing The Horse and His Boy by C.S. Lewis. The Horse and His Boy is the third book, although that placement is arguable, in the Chronicles of Narnia. The Horse and His Boy follows a young boy named Shashta living on the outskirts of the Kalerman Empire. Shashta is tending to the horse of a visitor when the horse bends its neck down to meet Shashta and begins to talk. The horse tells Shashta that his name is Bree and that Shashta's father intends to sell the boy. Reeling from the revelations, Shashta is at a loss, unsure how to save himself. Then Bree tells the boy of his homeland, a place of freedom, a place of hope, a place called Narnia. Shashta and Bree then set out at a full run to this free land, but along the way they discover a plot for the Kalerman army to invade Narnia. Now, the horse and his boy are on a mission to save a country and hopefully themselves along the way. C.S. Lewis is a respected author the world over, and The Chronicles of Narnia is his most celebrated creation. The inspiration for the Narnia series came to him through many conversations with a group of friends known as the Inklings. And the fire in which the world of Narnia was forged was fueled by Lewis's best friend, 
J.R.R. Tolkien. I've loved the Narnia series since I was a kid, and I try to reread the books every year around Christmas time. It's hard to decide on a favorite, but for me, The Horse and His Boy has always held a special place in my heart. It's impossible to read this book and not be struck by the grace and sovereignty of God. As someone who has lived most of their life feeling worthless and unimportant, this book always reminds me that we all have value in the eyes of Jesus. I give this book a 9 out of 10. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and remember, not every wardrobe has a magical world hidden inside, but it doesn't hurt to check. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, are you following us on all the socials? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Before we jump into our discussion, here's your Back Row Games update for the week. We have announced our next booster packs, the 2021 booster pack with new cards based around the memes and news of 2021 and the Holy Veggies deck with cards inspired by our favorite talking vegetables who share Bible story, not officially licensed, of course. Now, those will come out in January. We've got two more boosters coming out in February, which we have not officially announced yet, but... Keep an eye open for our biggest expansion yet coming in March, the White Box. But in the meantime, go ahead uh, and check out our cleaner and meaner redesigned backrowgames.com. It's the week of Christmas, and we are looking at the music that fills our ears and then subsequently our hearts every Christmas. Today, we're looking at the 100 most popular Christmas songs of all time. We're essentially just going to read this list and kind of riff on what's our favorites. Well, what are we, yeah, One we're going we're to we're gonna, we're gonna plow through it. One million dollars. <laughs> now, this is a list from Billboard. Uh, it is based on the last 10 years worth of their holiday top 100 uh, Billboard chart that they've been keeping. I believe they've only been keeping it for about 10 years. Okay. Um, and the first two, number 100 and number 99, are from Justin Bieber's Christmas album. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes. And then All I Want for Christmas is You, Super Festive with Mariah Carey. I mean... There's a Justin Bieber version of All I Want for Christmas is You. If you're going to try and take on <laughs> Mariah, you might as well Mariah, just say, hey, let's let's just team up. <laughs> it's mostly going to be you, but I'm going to put my name on the album. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be sped up. <laughs> number nine, num, yeah. Number ninety-eight is "Winter Wonderland" by Amy Grant. Good old Amy Grant. Man. All right, ninety-seven, a classic Andy Williams, "Silver Bells." Silver, Silver bells. Silver bells. It's Christmas time. In the city. <laughs> Not, this is going to be the whole show. Uh-huh, <laughs> Just yeah. I don't know this one. Uh, Pentatonics White Winter Hymnal, which I can't say for certain, but I feel like it's a like a medley of okay. a couple different songs. Okay. Uh, number, I love Pentatonics. Though. I mean, they're great. Yep. They're great. They're great. Uh, Jingle Bells by Michael Bublé. Dashing through the featuring snow. Featuring the Pupini Sisters. Uh, one, that's a 95. Uh, that's 
awful name. <laughs> Puppini, Poopini. Poop. Poopini. Poopini. <laughs> Who poopinis? <laughs> In the trash can. <laughs> Who poopinis pants? <laughs> Oh, we're awful. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, but it's sisters. Hoopoopini sisters. <laughs> That's bad. So bad. Oh, oh, very unfortunate. Andy Williams back on the chart in 94 with Do You Hear What I Hear? Oh, I Do love you. Hear okay. What I hear. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Black yeah. Buble again. I'll Be Home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I really like that song. I'll be home. I love it. Pentatonics again, featuring Tori Kelly, which I didn't know they did a, mm. a joint thing. Winter Wonderland slash Don't Worry, Be Happy. I which is don't a, know that I've heard it, I and I'm either. very curious. That's don't confusing. Yeah. Be happy. <laughs> well, uh, the band um, expand Loyals uh, did a, no, Royals. Royals with a three instead of an A. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a girl led or female vo- vocalist led. It might be an all girl band actually. Now I'm thinking about it. Anyway, they did a version of uh, Mary. Did you know? Mixed with um, Reckless Love. Really, and it's beautiful. Interesting. It's beautiful. Interesting. <laughs> so that reminds me of that. Uh, 91 is Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. There was one band I did not expect to see on this list. It was Run DMC, but they are right there. Why? Why? I don't know. I just no, no, don't, no, no, I don't no, associate no. them with Christmas no, music. No, that's not my why. Oh. Why, when you say Run DMC, do you automatically go to your more darker complected Darker complected. No, that's my hip hop. That's what I'm saying. That's racist if you think it's just dark complected people that like hip hop. Hold on. First of all, (laughs) anybody who's been listening to the show long enough knows who more of the hip hop guru is here. Who more the hip hop guru? (laughs) Uh, It ain't you, friend. Hey, hey, I'm the radio person. Okay. Chill out. Here we go. I'm everything better. What, what's Whatever. number 90? What's uh, number 90? Josh Groban's Oh Holy Night. Is it Groban? Is it Groban? Yeah, it's Groban. Groban, that's right. Uh, Stevie Wonder at 89, What Christmas Means to Me. I love this version. I don't know that I've heard Stevie Wonder's version. Oh, it's so nice. I don't know. I don't think. I don't, well, I don't know who wrote it first. If it was his, then it's one of my favorite songs he's ever done. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, Chris Brown at 88 with This Christmas. Jordan Smith's version of Mary Did You Know? Last 87. Christmas. No, This Christmas. I, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying Chris Brown is wrong. It was last Christmas, <laughs> not this Christmas. Uh, 86, John Williams' Carol of the Bells. I mean, that's, that's not, a, not an artist, really, per se. More like a... 85, Carpenter's Home for the Holidays. 84, Bing Crosby, uh, Do You Hear What I Hear, um, with Ralph Carmichael, with the Ralph Carmichael Orchestra and Chorus. So it's like a big band, kind of, Do You Hear What I Hear. Uh all I Want for Christmas is You at 83 by Vince Vance and the Valiants. Oh, that's a terrible name to say. Vince Vance and the Valiants. There we go. Uh, 82. Are they, like, are they from the 60s? The 50s? 
It's All I Want for Christmas is You, which came out in 1994. And this is a cover. That song came out in 1994? Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You came out in 1994. She's the one who wrote it? I didn't realize she <laughs> oh, wrote yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's hers. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Isn't that crazy? But Vince... Vince Vance and the Valiants does sound like it's from the 60s. <laughs> I mean, that's like the the band that performed in Greece at their prom. Is it? At the bandstand. <laughs> uh, 82, oh. Like It's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers. 81, Oh Come All Ye Faithful by Nat King Cole. I could listen to Nat King Cole sing the phone book <laughs> and I'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 80 new songs what? the christmas 80. shoes the christmas shoes yeah oh 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 no 79 katie perry cozy little christmas 78 whitney houston's do you hear what i hear mm-hmm. 77 david foster's carol of the bells <laughs> 76 sam smith's have yourself a merry little christmas 75 michael buble's santa claus is coming to town I- what? Buble did Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Oh, he sure did. His album is just... Do you not have that album? Mm-mm. That's like one of those essential albums you got yeah. to own for Christmas. It's so good. Uh, Pentatonix at 74 with this uh, That's Christmas to Me. Mm-hmm. 73, Bing Crosby, I'll Be Home for Christmas. And then 72, also Bing Crosby and the Andrews Melikilikimaka. sisters. Maka. Maka. Is the I thing think that's like the, to say... On a bright main one you hear Hawaiian in all the movies, right? Christmas Day. The one by yep. Ben Crosby. Silent Nights uh, by The Temptations is at 71. The Chipmunk Song, Christmas mm. Don't Be Late by David Seville and the Chipmunks at number 70. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas time is here. Uh, Nat King Cole with Deck the Halls at 69. Yes, please. Uh, 68 in sync <laughs> with Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh, and Happy Holidays. <laughs> yeah, Merry right. Christmas. It's all right. It's a good one. It's Merry Christmas. I'm fine with that. The Vince Gallardi. Merry Christmas. The Vince Gallardi Trio with O'Tannenbaum, uh, 67. The Vince Gallardi Trio is uh, what we associate with Peanuts. The Charlie Brown specials. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, they did most of the music, I believe, at least for the first one. Um, Michael Bublé, again, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home at 66. Jackson 5, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus at 65. Michael Bublé again with Shania Twain, White Christmas at 64. That's a obscure pairing, I feel like. Shania Twain? Yeah. <laughs> uh Hall and Oates did Jingle Bell Rock at number 63. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Baby, It's Offensive Outside by Dean Martin. Hey. At 62. <laughs> I've got lots to say about that song, actually, but we'll go on. No, go ahead. That's what we're here for. Say it. So I think, you know, I, I've noticed that it plays a lot more. It's on even on television. And so I think that it's kind of a thing of the past. Yeah, now. it was like. 2018 when it was really starting to be like, hey, this yeah. song's not about what you think it is. Right. Yes, it is. So Go the on. more that I've heard it recently, I've realized, yeah, there are some things in it that are slightly questionable, but as a woman hearing the woman sing, she's not at all... Um, like they're portraying the it like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah. She's being <laughs> like, very cheeky I and flirtatious. Really and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's really happening. Yeah. I wish I wish this part was on Twitch because you could have seen my face when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly, yes, clearly. Anybody who thinks about it with their head brain longer than ten minutes will Well and understand. who actually listens. Right. Like <sighs> Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Frank Sinatra with the B. Swanson Quartet. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow at 61. Can't we just call it let it snow? Do we have to use all three? I don't understand. We get the point after the first one. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Just let it snow times three. <laughs> let it snow three times. Please. 60. White Christmas by the Drifters uh, featuring Clyde McFatter and Bill Pinckney. Uh, get some better names, guys. <laughs> 59. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside by uh, Idina Menzel uh, oh. with Michael Bublé. That's uh, Elsa. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what name John Travolta called her at the Grammy Awards or whatever. It's like, Adrenal Garnablottle. Something weird. <laughs> something stupid. <laughs> something not even close to her name. <laughs> Very good, John. Uh, Very 58. Good. The Harry Simone Corral did The Little Drummer Boy. Uh, 57. Gala Peavy's I Want a Hippopotamus for, for Christmas. Christmas. Only a hippopotamus <laughs> will, will do. do. 56. Taylor Swift, Last Christmas. 55. Elvis Presley, Here Comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Okay, hold up. Let's take it back to Taylor Swift. 56 real quick. Yeah. Okay, this is the Christmas song that I have issue with. Okay, good. Like, last ser- Christmas? Serious. Not yes, necessarily last Christmas. Taylor Swift's version. Last just... Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the and very the next day, day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Hold up. Hold up. Why is it a Christmas thing to just give your heart to somebody? Why? And it's just been 365 days since the last time that you gave your heart away. And less than 24 hours later, he was gone. So you think that it's a good idea right now to just be all willy nilly because you think that this person is special. So you didn't think that last year's guy was special? (laughs) I like... This is the one Christmas song that every time I hear it, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And the very next day, I had been dead for a day. Yeah. And you got arrested for organ harvesting. All right. Uh, <laughs> 54. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Bird Ive, Burl Ives. Sorry. Had a very uh, shiny nose. 53, Leroy, Leroy Anderson's Sleigh Ride. 52, oh, it's Michael Buble again. All I want for Christmas is you. Hmm. 51, oh, it's Michael Buble again. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yours, it's, oh, it is merry little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Started it too low. Uh, 50. All right. Halfway there. This Christmas, Donny Hathaway. It's last Christmas. 49. I thought you didn't like that song. I don't. 49. But... Merry Christmas, Darling by the Carpenters. Uh, you don't hear that one much. Mm-mm. 48. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, Frank Sinatra. 47. <gasps> Kristen Bell, Do Agatha Lee Mom, and Katie Lopez. Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. Not technically a Christmas song. Uh, 46. Anymore. Jimmy Durante's Frosty the Snowman. It's like you've gone away. <laughs> 
45, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home by Mariah Carey. 44, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Dang. Listen, that's got to be like a <laughs> gut punch for Mariah Carey. Like, right. sorry. So close to having the definitive Darlene Christmas Baby, Darlene sang it a little home. bit better. <laughs> 43, Jackson 5, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. 42, Perry Como, There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. 41, Michael Bublé, Who'da Thunk It, Holly Have Jolly Christmas. Holly Jolly Christmas. 40, Run Rudolph Run, which is actually Run Run Rudolph in the lyrics by Chuck Berry. <laughs> run Run Rudolph, Santa Claus, Mary, do not, whatever. Uh, 39, Frank Sinatra's Jingle Bells. 38, Perry Como and the Fontaine Sisters with Michael Ayers and his orchestra. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hey, you messed it up. I'm sorry. Little Saint. Nick? <laughs> Ooh, little Saint Nick. You know that? Oh. Beach Boys, okay. 37, Little Saint Nick. I Do you know I really love the Beach Boys? Yeah. I am a huge yeah. Beach Boys fan. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. Uh, 36, Pentatonics, Little Drummer Boy. Mm -hmm. 35, Bruce Springsteen's. I wasn't being sarcastic when I said that. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm realizing it kind of sounded sarcastic. No. They're fantastic. Yes, they're great. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. But I do really <laughs> like the Beach Boys. 35, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. 34, Where Are You Christmas oh, by Faith why Hill. Why can't I find you? 33, Linus and Lucy, Vince Gallardi Trio. I believe this is all instrumental, but it's very good. Okay. Uh, 32, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Bing Crosby with Judd Conlon's Rhythmers. <laughs> John Scott Trotter and his orchestra. Guys, <laughs> come up with a new band name for, for just everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt with uh, Henry Rene and his orchestra is 31. Slip a sable under the tree. <sighs> that song makes me uncomfortable. Me. <laughs> Been an angel all year. Santa Stop it. baby. <laughs> so hurry, hurry down, down the chimney tonight. tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 30, Band Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas? That was that big conglomeration of musicians and actors, I think, doing this big charity thing. Okay. Johnny Mathis, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas at 29. Vince Gallardi Trio's Christmas Time is Here, 28. That's the one you hear in Peanuts, the mm. Christmas special. Mm. Uh, the Eagles, Please Come Home for Christmas at 27. Pentatonics is Hallelujah, which Ooh. is also not technically a Christmas yeah. song, but also at 26. Here Comes Santa Claus, Right Down Santa Claus Lane by here Gene Autry. Here Comes Santa Claus, Here Comes Santa Claus. That's a 25. Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree is a 24. I'm stick myself right up underneath my tree so my family remembers that I am a gift. Stick myself all up inside that tree. <laughs> That's right. 23 Sandy Williams, Happy Holiday slash the holiday season. I like that one. That's a, that's a, mm, mm -hmm. that's a classic. All the merry bells keep ringing. 22's You're a Mean One, Minster Grinch mm -hmm. by Thurl Ravenscroft, which I believe is the original singer of that song. For the cartoon. Uh, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Okay. Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. People hate this song, but it is in the top 20, guys. It's number 20. 
I have oh, yet. Oh, is it simply having a wonderful, wonderful Christmas time? I think that the reason why people don't like this song is because it's like the number one played song in department stores. When you go into a a mall and into the department store, you're going to hear it at least a handful of times while you're there. (laughs) Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Cannon is a 19. I mean, that one, you hear that all the time, but I don't think you ever know who who did it. It's that kind of rockish Christmas thing that usually a lot of people do like their light shows to at their home. They're like animated light shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. This 18. Oh. Is a classic. Without you, I'll be so blue. All right, I'm uh, Justin Bieber's Mistletoe is at 17. Okay. I don't know why. I see like Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, even Taylor Swift at a a bit like i don't think you belong here but that's 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 my own thoughts uh (laughs) happy chris or happy xmas war is over uh is at 16 by john and yoko or the plastic ono band with Mm -hmm. the harem harlem community choir sorry sleigh ride by the ronettes is at 15 14 is it's beginning to look a lot like christmas by michael buble 13, Mary Did You Know by Pentatonix. 12, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Gene Autry. 11, Christmas Eve, uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That actually might be the one that's used in the Christmas lights displays most. I think I got those confused. Mm. All right, top 10, are you ready? I am ready. Number 10, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow by Dean Martin. Let it snow three times. (laughs) Let it snow all the three times. It can snow. Number nine, Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Number eight, Wham's Last Christmas. And that's the original one there. Number seven, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. The most wonderful time. That wasn't anywhere else on this list, was it? I don't this think it's the first it... time I think that song's been on the list. Uh, no. One other. Was it one other? Okay. One other. It's, I mean, this list has been so long. Kitchen, <laughs> Andy Williams. And everyone telling Number you. six, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> All right, Burl Feliz Ives. <laughs> Number Most five. On your... <laughs> A Holly Jolly Christmas. That's the first time this one's been on there. Yes. Holly Jolly Christmas, Burl Ives. Uh, Nat King Cole at number four with the Christmas song, Merry Christmas to You. Uh, that's the, I, I, to sing Merry Christmas to you. That one. I don't remember how it starts. No. Isn't it? No. Which one is that one? That's Melikaliki Maka. Oh, it is. Well, what's this one? I don't know. How do I not know what this song is right no off the bat? If it's number th- 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 three. Number four. Uh, the Christmas song. Christmas song. Merry Christmas to, to you. you. Nacking Cole lyrics. <sighs> oh, this is chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, chestnuts roasting. Got it. That makes much more sense. Fire. Although it's been said many times, many ways. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. you. 
Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock at jingle number bell, three. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Number two, Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. And Have of course, a Happy Holiday. The number one song, and it has been the number one song every year. I don't understand at it. At Christmas time, since its release 27 years ago. Mariah Carey's oh, All I Want for Christmas is you. As much as I feel like mentally I dislike this song, baby. I also sing it all Christmas long. It's like always stuck in my head. It is the earworm of earworms. I can't get it out of my head. I typically turn it off. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. It doesn't matter. I just need those first few words and it's stuck in my head for... For the week. And I love Mariah Carey. <laughs> I am a huge Mariah Carey fan. But I don't know. There's a me, me. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and the more I hear it, the worse it gets. The whinier it sounds. All the lights are shining so brightly everywhere. <laughs> well, that is the Billboard 100 Greatest of All Time Holiday Songs. Uh, the Hanukkah song's not on here. I'm sorry, Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> this week is all about Christmas music. Now, tomorrow, we're going to talk about why so many of the songs on the top of today's list were made decades ago. As for today, stick around, because when we come back, we've got a Twitter poll. <laughs> We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching for Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but you like, like us, like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash discord and jump in on some of our game night streams. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show and things are winding down for the day. And we wanted to know, what do you think of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You? We gave you four options. somebody op- be with me. Please, somebody be with me. We gave you four options. Best Christmas song. I absolutely hate it. Annoying Earworm, which is not hate it, but find it annoying. And it's on the playlist, which is not best Christmas song, but I'll be listening to it this year. What do you think the number one was? Probably it's on the playlist. Correct. 43%. 43% said it's on the playlist. Uh, number two was Annoying Earworm, 32.6%. I Absolutely Hate It was number three. It's 16.3%. And Best Christmas Song was Dead Last, 8.1%. How in the world does that make any sense? <laughs> it has been the number one Christmas song for how many years? But yet, according to our audience and our Twitter poll. I think it would still work because when you're building a playlist, That's you're not building it you know, number-wise, yeah. but it's on most people's playlists. Right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But so. again, oh. there are so few people who think that it's the best Christmas song. Compared. But it's on yeah. everybody's playlist. I don't understand. I don't get it. That's that's the way the cookie grumbles. 
Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, specifically with LTN Radio, Please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backroom Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it. And we'll love you forever. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.